Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to really just share my journey, to share the experiences and the things that I was going through as I learned to self-regulate, as I learned to manage my emotions. And it has transformed into so much more. I am a 6'3 emotional manifesting generator in human design. And so this space is really just everything that I trial and error. It's everything, amazing guests coming to you, talking about their journey, their experiences with emotions, and really just take what resonates and leave what doesn't. We're all unique individuals. And so we all have different perspectives. We all have different viewpoints. And it's really coming to that space where you can trust yourself. And that's where I really, that is my mission. That is my goal. That is my purpose to empower you to trust yourself, to find that space, to ground in it, to come back to yourself over and over and over again because there's so much freedom and there is so much power and there is so much beauty in that. This journey can feel really isolating at times. It is beautiful. It is painful. It is joyful. It is love. It is all of the things and we are all of the things all at once. And so just have grace with yourself, have compassion with yourself through this. And I am so grateful that you are listening to this episode wherever you are listening. Thank you for allowing me into your day. Welcome back to another episode. If you can hear any noise in the background, it is now officially summer break and my son is not sleeping and I am recording this um, Wednesday night. So I'm trying to like get everything done so that I can relax and watch Ted Lasso because it's the last episode and is the only TV show that I actually do watch. (laughs) Um, But this episode with Jesse was so good. We talk about the transits for June, which are, of course, going with the theme that has been this year so far. They are powerful, a lot of Pluto energy, a lot of stuff going on. And I had a whole other episode recorded for tomorrow because, again, it is Wednesday and we recorded the episode today. We were trying to coordinate our times to get this recorded, so I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to get it recorded and out tomorrow for the 1st of June, but it did work out. But I do have a whole other solo that I wanted to put out because it is about reflections of May. And so that will come out next week. So I sort of talk about the Sagittarius full moon in that one so you can just disregard it because the Sagittarius full moon is on Saturday. We do talk about that within this. And I think the energy of Sagittarius, I think the energy of this full moon is going to be really beautiful. It is, um, you know, because Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Jupiter is doing some big things that we will get into in this episode but it is so good. And of course, we well, we it's interesting because a lot of things have been having these like technological like glitches and issues. And I sort of like chalked it up to just like Pluto being in Aquarius and retrograde because Aquarius rules technology. And I mean, like computer systems shutting down. I've had people voice note me that, you know, things at work technologically have been not working properly. And during this call, like the internet connection was just not working for some reason. So there are, if you hear a little bit of some, I try to edit out most of the, are you still there? Can you hear me? Kind of stuff back and forth. But we did have some technical issues, which of course, because I wanted this to go like smoothly so I could just like not edit it and just record, just upload it. But I had to do a little bit of editing and it's all good. So I'm not going to get into too, too much within this intro because I think we really talk about the bulk of it within this episode. And again, like I said, everything I wanted to do in reflection of of May, because May was literally the next episode, it's going to be called Magical May. Because for me, that's literally how it's felt. It has just been so magical. And I'm like still riding the wave of everything that was May. It was just really beautiful. And yeah, especially after 
April was pretty wild and intense emotionally, especially the end of April. So that was a whole thing. But I am just wildly busy these days. And I sort of reflect, we, we talked a little bit in this episode about it. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know where I'm going with this thought. I'm going like multiple places, but so I was like walking, I was walking out of work and I saw these two women that were just like enjoying a bottle of wine and just like hanging out. And there was a part of me that was just like, wow, I really, really miss that. And immediately my mind was like, Rochelle, why do you miss that? What is the thing? What is beneath the layers of the wine that you, that it is that you're wanting? Right. And that was literally the question that when I expressed this to Jesse, that was the first thing she asked. She's like, but what is it that you really were wanting? Right. Cause it wasn't the wine. It was like beneath that. I wanted the connection. And that's something that I really missing right that now, although I am getting a lot of connection, you know, within the Holistic Human Design Academy and with all of you that reach out and DM me and we have these beautiful conversations and within like the, the you know, Instagram space and all of that stuff, Voxer, all, so like I am having a lot of connections, but it's more of like the, the social aspect. And it, I feel like I, I'm, I live in uh, North Dallas, but being here, so this is on my Mars line and this has been a really interesting dynamic for me here because it's been a place of massive healing for one, but also, you know, it's been a lot of healing within relationships and just not, I don't know. It's been, it's been really interesting and I'll have to like get into that in a whole other episode, but I think like a lot of those issues right now are coming up, especially with Aquarius, a lot of, you know, Aquarius with Pluto moving into Aquarius and now retrograding into Capricorn. But my Chiron is in Gemini in the 11th house, and that's natally ruled by Aquarius. And so throughout my life, I've sort of had these issues of wounding around being social and friends and soul family and things like that and your, and your soul tribe and whatever. But here it's been kind of like very in my face. I just, yeah, it's something I'm trying to heal and moving towards making like more connections in my physical space because I still have a lot of connections, but that is for a whole other episode, (laughs) but it's just sort of that I've, yeah, been reflecting on it lately, but I have felt, you know, so much momentum and so much magic and so much shifting. And so I'm trying not to get caught up in the, you know, those, the, the little things that are important. I'm not saying they're not important, but I'm just, in that process of surrendering and, and being guided and trusting that and not needing to know the how and knowing that, you know, I do have a lot of one-on-one connections throughout my, my day, right? I, I meet new people like all day. I'm talking to people all day. And so it's just an interesting piece that, and I have really deep connections and I have my core like people, they just don't live here. So it's part of that like isolation and also, I think within that journey, the spiritual journey, the healing journey, there is a piece of isolation, of leaving things that no longer serve you and finding the people that are going to move and grow with you and all those things. So that's just a little side note. Again, next week's episode will have will be my reflections on May, and I'll really, really get into like more of that. But this episode will prepare you for all of the transits in June. So we, we talk about the entire month of June, all the transits that are happening, and yeah, just sort of getting ready. And I try not to, I love to use the transits in reflection as opposed to like preparing for it, right? Because I think when you prepare for something and you have a certain expectation, um, it's a dual thing, right? Like law of attraction, you're going to bring what that thing is that you're either fearing or you're expecting or whatever to you. 
but also I try and just have like fluidity within my life and my day and just and and although like my thoughts are always around astrology and human design and every time I talk to somebody and all that stuff I just like to use it in reflection of like at the end of the day if I'm something if I'm struggling or like I've like the last few days I talk about it here like I've had a headache and then being able to look and be like oh that makes so much sense right and then it's sort of like it, it just it's really supportive for me in my own practice in that way but I love these conversations. I love having this transit update on the podcast. And I've heard from some of you and you're loving it as well. So here's another episode with Jesse Eccles. Well, welcome back to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. Today, I have Jesse Eccles again. We're talking about all the transits for June. And I feel like this month sort of is going to start off with a bang. So <laughs> we can dive like right into it. Um yeah. So our full moon, right. I believe is like the first how, okay. Actually, let me backtrack for a second. How are you? Like, how did may go for you? Oh gosh. I don't know if I was ready for that question. <laughs> may was weird. I mean, <laughs> you know, this whole time is time is still weird. Um, but you know, for me, what's always top of mind right now is just like my kids and my youngest is six months. And I feel like I'm out of this, like, postpartum period and more into like motherhood again, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel like everything kind of in my life is too, where I'm like out of this like fog and not that I have like super clarity on everything, but even like in my business, it's like, I was really like in a fog and I was like, what is happening? And now I'm like, I have a little bit more clarity where I'm like, okay, I feel like more in the parental role as opposed to like survival role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I remember those days too, right? Cause you're still tired. You're not fully sleeping. And it's like that mom, that mom brain, literally everything is on your kids, right? Like every focus, every minute is like their nap time and they're feeding. And it's very like sort of focused in this routine, you know, of like getting everything structured and yeah. And your oldest is what? Three, two, two. Okay. So they're both pretty young. Yeah. 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 Which is a whole nother, a whole nother phase of life that I, uh, didn't know was about to hit, but oh, yeah, yeah we're, and, we're in that. <laughs> and everybody's like terrible twos. No, like 100% both my kids, it was terrible threes. I've heard that. Like, yeah. 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 I've heard that. We'll see. <laughs> Cause we'll I feel see. like at two, they don't really know what they're doing wrong. They're figuring it out. And at three, they know exactly what they're doing and they're pushing to see how far they can go. Yeah. I have heard <laughs> that. I, I don't know. Yeah. He's, I guess. Yeah. He's like, a little old, like two and a half closer to two and a half than two mm. now I don't know if months even matter but yeah yeah he's um definitely pushing boundaries I mean he's got five planets in Aquarius so I've just oh wow I knew I knew it was gonna happen sooner mm -hmm. rather than later <laughs> yeah yeah for sure uh all right so okay we'll jump into June then so yeah. the very first thing we've got is the full moon, which is on Saturday, June 3rd, which today as this comes out, it's going to be tomorrow. So Thursday, June 1st. Um, and I feel like there's some big energy around this. Okay. So the like moon in itself, I don't think has many like major aspects to it. Right. Um, it's, so well, it's yeah. trying Mars and Pluto or no, sorry. Trying Mars and Chiron. Right. Right. So like, the, mm -hmm. I think you're saying like the moon in of itself doesn't have aspects, but the chart does. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Cause we've got this Jupiter conjunct the North node, which is big. Yes. So, and that's what I was gonna say. So on June 1st is like mm -hmm. the exact Jupiter conjunct the North mm -hmm. node, which will still be conjunct during the full moon. Um, which I think is like a really 
big deal. Like the nodes make so many aspects this year in general. And I think it's part of like, we'll get into later, like the Pluto retrograde too. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, Jupiter conjuncts the North node on June 1st. Like that's like the very first thing. And I feel we've talked about Jupiter a lot recently, I feel like, but wherever Jupiter is, it expands and the North node is what we're moving into. And it's where we've had to put a lot of focus over the last like since the end of 2021 with the North Node in Taurus. And so Jupiter's really expanding a lot of these like karmic lessons that we've been moving into and learning over the past two years. And this full moon on top of that has this conjunction in the full moon chart as well. And I think that, yeah, that's a big part of this full moon. And let me let me just like wrap my head around a couple other aspects. But mm-hmm. so it also is like Uranus is conjunct Mercury also in Taurus. Um, we got a lot of Taurus stuff still, even though we're out of that season. Mm-hmm. Um, Pluto is opposite Venus and also loosely Mars. So there are still like a lot of like outer planets making aspects to inner planets that I think both affect us very personally, but also are very telling of more collective shifts as well um, with this full moon in Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I was gonna say Sagittarius. So Jupiter like ruling Sagittarius is, is going to be like a bigger impact specifically to this actual moon. Um, yeah. So how, how do you like, how would you work with this within this? If anybody has any practices, right? Yeah. So, you know, in Sagittarius, like full moons, right. In general, these are a time of like culmination, a lot of astrologers will say it's a time of releasing, letting go. And that is true, but it's really a time of like culmination from that new moon. And you're not ready to like move on to the next chapter yet until that that next new moon. So it's a time of culmination. Sagittarius energy is the ultimate truth, right? It's like the philosopher, the teacher, the preacher, you know, all of these things. And so with this full moon, it, I feel like with it so tightly related to the nodes and the eclipses that we had going on over the last couple months, it's like really finding your own personal truth. And because it's a time of culmination of letting go, it's letting go of other people's thoughts and beliefs or thoughts and beliefs you think are yours and aren't. Um, And so like things I've been thinking of, is like, is this truth yours? Are you able to express it clearly and authentically? Um, And also with the Sag Gemini axis, like Sagittarius, it's nothing's good or bad, right? Like Sagittarius is the higher mind and Gemini is the lower mind. It's like that logical thinking. And so we don't want to hide behind that logical mind and really want to like move into this more Sagittarius, higher mind, like bigger picture kind of thinking and like more ultimate truth. And so in terms of like actual practices, you know, I'm sure different people have like their own like full moon rituals, things like that. It is, it's, it's not eclipse season. So it is an okay time to kind of like you charge your crystals and all of that. Um, but it's a, it's like a fire moon. Right. And I love, like, I not, I'm sure I've mentioned this in the podcast. I'm not like a huge ritual person to be honest, partially because I'm like, feel like I'm drowning with children, but mm-hmm. also fire moons are one that I, I'm also a lot of fire in my chart, but like, it's such an easy ritual to like burn. Like that's such a like beautiful way to like literally let things go. And so, especially with it being Sagittarius and a fire moon, if that some type of like burning, like literally like having like a campfire or even using a light or whatever, like a burning of like things that are not yours, um, that can really create space as we move forward into more energy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the last like new moon too. I was like, okay, I can sort of like get back to my, I just usually do like a little meditation or like journaling yeah. or something like that. But yeah, this one, there's a lot of fire energy in this one, right? It's like, because it's trying um, uh, Mars and Leo, right? And then yeah. we have Chiron and Aries and Jupiter's square Mars. Yeah. It's just like a lot. I've like, it's interesting. I've had like a little bit of a headache for the last couple of days. And I was like looking at Mars in my chart and I was like, Mars right now is transiting over my, my moon and my ascendant and it's opposite Pluto and Pluto is landing in my sixth house. So I was like, well, that makes a little bit of sense. Maybe that's like, cause I like, couldn't, I was like, nothing's changed in my like diet or like what I'm consuming, maybe up my water a little bit, but I was like, I don't know. I just like love when like things like that happen. Right. And you see it like in the astrology. Yes. It's validating <laughs> so for much, sure. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah it's not just me. <laughs> right. Cause it's like a pressure headache. And then that's what I was thinking. It was just like, it's all like literally a pressure cooker. Yeah. But we're still kind of like coming off that grand cross too. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, we're in a pressure cooker right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so for this too, during the, um, the full moon, so Jupiter and the North node are in gate 27 and gate 27 is the gate of like caring it's nourishment right so it's sort of like it's always that analogy of like the mom right it's like filling your own cup so that it can spill out to to fill others because like gate 27 wants to nourish it wants to care it wants to take care of people who maybe are uh, they use the term weaker in the books but you know what i mean like people who need the help and the support but it's like you can't do that unless you're filling yourself up right unless you have that abundance of caring to give because otherwise you're just depleting you're giving it to everybody else and you're going to be left with nothing um and so i think that is a huge lesson in that conjunction too with you know the yeah. Moon and jupiter yeah oh my gosh i i love that that's a perfect perfect placement and it's so because it's in taurus which also is like finding ways to feel worthy and like taking care of yourself right i mm-hmm. love that Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being grounded and being able to like provide that. And of course, security and support and all that stuff like that. Um, and then, so Mars also during this transit, and I'm really, I, I would love to like get your input too. So Mars right now is transiting gate 33 and gate 33 is found in the throat and gate 33 is all about coming back to isolation. So it's like taking your experiences and sort of like really processing them alone. It's like when it's, it's, it's one of the gates of aloneness. Like I have my moon in this. So so I resonate really strongly with this just because like, it's part of my process, you know, like having that thing, but like, it's always interesting because it's in Leo and it's a fire sign, right? So that idea of coming back to yourself and isolating and processing through versus taking the action right? I mean, it's processing through so that you can start new experiences, but it still has a huge core element of isolation. So I always think that's an interesting dynamic with the with the fire. Yeah, it is really interesting. I actually just had a reading. I was like, Leo is the least fiery fire. Mm. I feel like sa- she had like so much Sag and Aries. And I was like, those are like real fire. Like, And maybe because I'm I have so much Leo, like I relate to in a different way, but like Leo is, is me, right? Like Aries is I, but like Leo is still me. It's very much about the self. And so it's funny. Cause like I, and you know, there's so many different things in like my chart that might, might speak to this too, but like, I need so much alone time. And I do think that is, is very Leo as well. Mm. Um, because of that, like it gets a bad reputation because of like the ego part of it. And because of the like me, 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 but like, they also need so much alone time because of that. And they do need to focus on the self so much. I think there is so much isolation needed in Leo, but there's also like Leo's need more external validation than anyone else because like they, and that's why they also need alone time, right? Like Mm -hmm. they need to find that within themselves. Yeah. That makes so much sense. 
And I like feel that like, as you're describing that too, I think about like all those actors, right? Cause I think Leo, like one of the archetypes, right. is like the yep, actor that personality, drama, like right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're giving so much in such a big way that it makes sense that you would need to have that alone time. I have my moon in the 12th house. So alone time for me just makes sense. Right. Cause I'm like, I can hardly see my emotions half the time, but everybody else can <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but I love having like that description makes so much sense. So when it's ruled by the sun, like the sun mm-hmm. is alone I don't know but not right it's like part of everything but it's just like kind of its own thing too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and physically yeah that makes sense physically like you can't really get close to the sun and you get burned I don't know (laughs) exactly yeah yeah um and then let's see so yeah so uh, Mars will be in that within that energy during this um square to Jupiter and then Pluto is still in gate 60 still hanging out there in the root center yeah for the next like i think it's till like 2025 it moves out of gate 60 so it's a while yeah but okay and then on the fifth we have venus moving into leo yes did i skip something no i'm pulling it back up okay i'm like yeah no you're right you're right yeah venus enters leo yeah um yeah and then (laughs) poor leo is that you said Yeah. And then, um, so gate 56 is the gate of the wanderer. So it's the gate of stimulation. It's out of the throat. Um, it's, they call it like the gate of the historian. So it's like the storyteller, right. It's taking these experiences and these memories and all these things and like sort of, and expressing it outward and, 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 you know, with Venus being all about like art and expression and love and values, you know, that sort of makes sense to me where it's like, you're taking all these, um, the expression through Venus makes sense. And I think that could be really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, Venus is always like in Leo sometime over the summer or at least in the Northern hemisphere. And I just love that because summer is so like playful. Right. And we're just like more, I don't know, at least for me, this passionate, like about life, like summer, I I thrive in summer again. I have so Mm -hmm. much like Leo energy, but I love Venus and Leo in general. Um, yeah, it's moving in June 5th. Um, it's also like Leo is quite like a romantic energy, right? It's like that fifth house. It's like the, the romantic, not that like, you know, Libra like partnership piece, but it's like, it is the romantic. So I think with Venus and Leo also, it's not uncommon that we see like lots of proposals and like grand gestures and like that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's just kind of like a fun, fun time as well. Um, lots of need to like play and, um, yeah, I just like loved my summers growing up. So it's a, I like that playful energy with Venus there. Yeah. I love that. I love the summer too. I feel like everybody's just so much happier in the summer, so much sunlight, not everybody, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) yeah, it it doesn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah. And then let's see, then we have on the 10th, we have Jupiter trying Neptune and opposite Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big <laughs> aspect. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, let me pull up that chart. I, um, so Pluto retrograde enters Capricorn June 11th as well. Yeah. So that's like where my brain went next. Mm-hmm. Um, so say that aspect again, Jupiter's trying Neptune. Yes. Okay. And then also opposite Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Uh, <laughs> so many like big collective shifts, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with that, so Jupiter will be still in Taurus, Neptune and Pisces, and then Pluto will be on the brink of Capricorn, mm-hmm. right? And I think, I mean, this summer is leading up to, which is why my kind of brain went to Pluto retrograde, but like all of, and and those being all like social or outer planets, it's really leading up to some, I think, major shifts collectively in the fall. Um, with Jupiter 
and Neptune, like those are such spiritual planets in general. And we also have Saturn and Pisces. So I do think we've already seen such a rise in like spirituality and, you know, expansion around this, like, kind of like trust in the universe. Right. And I think also with Jupiter being in Taurus, though, there is a groundedness to it and like a practicality. So, and we're moving, you know, I think a lot of the work you and I are both doing is, is towards this of like, yeah, we can like learn all the astrology and human design and like do all the spiritual practices, but like, let's bring it back down to reality. Like how it's, how is it actually in practice? And I think that with the Jupiter trying Neptune in Taurus and then Saturn also being in Pisces, it can also help bring that like in a, to a much more grounded experience and in a new way, right? Because Pluto is going to transform that all like how we've been operating like in the spiritual world, in spiritual practices, even if, you know, you're not really everyone's spiritual in some way, shape or form. It's really transforming the way that we, you know, see spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, Jupiter being in that gate 27, like you were just talking about, like, you know, how we're learning and teaching like astrology and human design, all these things like that. And like how we have that in our own practice, that gate 27, of course, like nourishing yourself. And I think a huge piece of it is like, you know, I mean, I went through the whole like mental aspect of learning it. Right. And now it's come into this like embodiment. Like I want to feel it in my body. Right. Like learning about specific planets and Mars and like actually how Mars feels in my body and things like that. And then Neptune um, is in gate 36 and gate 36 is in the solar plexus. And it's all about the collective. It's like a fear of inadequacy because it wants to experience things to move the collective forward. And so within that gate too, one of the shadows is like anyone with gate 36, like active, like not taking things personally from, from a gate 36. Cause it's not about you, right. It may come off that way, but it's about, it's for the collective. And so I think again, like combining those, like, so like nurturing yourself to have experiences for the collective within the spiritual space is just so beautiful. And then, like you said, Pluto in there just being like, let's transform this and, and, you know, like going through that cycle of transformation. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another big one. <laughs> Yeah. So Pluto retrograde enters Capricorn. This is what I'm like, I've been waiting to say this whole I know we want to go chronologically, but then yeah. this really is the big one. And like everything with Pluto, um, it's not necessarily like on the day, right? Something happens. I do think we will feel a shift because like Aquarius back to Capricorn is, is a big shift, but Pluto has been stationed retrograde. So that part's not new. It's been moving back from Aquarius into Capricorn. And on June 11th, it'll, it'll enter Capricorn. Um, and this is really important um, because outside of this period in Aquarius since March, Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008, right? And this is the last time Pluto will be in Capricorn in our lifetime. Um, and so it's a big deal because it's also related to the U.S. Pluto return, which is the exact degree that Pluto will return to, which is 27 degrees of Capricorn before it stations direct and moves back into Aquarius in 2024. Um, but starting June 11th, the rest of 2023 and into January 2024, Pluto will be in Capricorn between in gate 60. I'm sure I bet it stays in 60 the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's those late, late Capricorn yeah. degrees. Um, and retrogrades always are a time of like reflection, right? And this kind of like reevaluation of those energies. So this is bringing us back all the way through everything we moved through in 2022 as a collective, um, because that's where Pluto was at that time. And so it's, kind of like this last stitch effort as a collective to evaluate these Capricorn themes of 
structure and systems, which encapsulates everything foundational to our society, right? And we've already seen so many shifts happen since 2008 and certainly in the last several years around big systems and structures. It's also heavily specifically related to like government and big businesses. But beyond that, you know, it's literally any system and structure like the education system, the healthcare system, whatever system and structure you want to look at. um, It's really related to that because we also have so much Taurus energy. I do see it very related to like financial systems and structures, um, supply chain system and structures, like resources and all of that. Um, But during this Pluto retrograde period um, in Capricorn, it really is this kind of like, it almost feels like this like Hail Mary, like, okay, let's try to figure this out. Like we've been like at it, like grinding and right. Pluto's like the undercurrent. So it's literally like this like churning of energy, like changing. Um, And while Pluto is a Capricorn during this time. It also makes a square to the North node this summer, which is a big deal. And we'll probably talk about that for July, Um, but that's a big deal. And then it'll go back to the US Pluto return where it'll be at 27 degrees of Capricorn the entire month of October. So just Mm -hmm. like it's been sitting at zero degrees of Aquarius um, forever. Thank you. My moon is there, Um, (laughs) but um, it'll be at 27 degrees Capricorn for the whole month of October, which will be very pivotal. It's kind of like this dark night of the soul energy there, Um, but it starts now. Yeah. And October is typically like voting month, right? Yeah. I know my there are sister, people listening to that are like, come on, guys. My sister uh, <laughs> listens to this and she works for the government and she yeah. listened to the last one and she messaged me immediately. She was like, our worlds are very different. Yeah. <laughs> I had um, somebody but yeah, reach out. <laughs> there, there is a, a vote, some votes happening in October. Yeah. But I mean, like in general, that's like election month, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. <laughs> October. Yeah. October, November. Yeah. yeah. Okay. November. Okay. So scratch what I said. November. It is November. I do remember that now that you said that. <laughs> Oh, I, I know. I this. <laughs> so I'm so good at this stuff. Okay. <laughs> so what is like when I, and I know like during the time that, that Pluto was in Capricorn since 2008, it's gone through retrograding periods, but what is the difference that we can see with Pluto being retrograde versus being direct in a, in a sign? Yeah. And Pluto being an outer planet, similar to Neptune and Uranus, they are like retrograde for like half the year. So I just want to say like, it's, it's nothing like we can avoid. It's nothing to be scared of. It's very common, all of that. But when Pluto's, so Pluto is like, it literally is like a retrograde in and of itself because it's transformational. Right. And retrogrades are this like, kind of like everything re this like rebirth, which is Pluto. Yeah. So like Pluto direct versus Pluto retrograde. Um, it's, Similar to any planet, like when a planet is stationed retrograde, it is a period of reflection around that energy, right? And so with Pluto being the planet of death and rebirth and retrograde also being something that really is a sort of related to rebirth in and of itself, I actually feel like Pluto kind of feels comfortable being retrograde because it's just this transformational process and it's like one step forward, two steps back, right? Um, with with it being direct, it's still transformational. It's just like kind of more full steam ahead transformational as opposed to, okay, like I've kind of figured out these pieces. Like, let me revisit some of these pieces that I don't know if I need to like fit into my new life or not still. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No. It, yeah. It makes sense. I just like, I, I feel like with this specific like transit, I really wish I knew more about like government systems. <laughs> it's hilarious that we keep like talking about that. Yeah. Um, right. And I think it's interesting. I've kind of talked about this a little bit, I don't know, somewhere, but with the nodes also shifting into Aries and Libra this summer, and we'll be moving into those eclipses. It's interesting because Libra also represents like justice and the South node will be there. Um, and so it'll be interesting, even like the justice system, like the, that, you know, branch of government in general, like all of that, it's an interesting, like interwoven piece, but I do think, um, it's not like, it's not just government it's it's everything mm-hmm. and it's it's systems and structures right yeah. and it and and we're not even aware of all of the systems and structures like at play in our lives like we really mm-hmm. aren't you know and i think you know one that has come to light over the past several years um that i i think is people don't realize like had affected them so much it is things like supply chain like you know where like when when we weren't able to get certain things in the store, it's like that type of stuff. Like you don't realize how many systems and structures are at play to make those things happen. Right. We were at, we're not anymore, but at one point we were like building a house. It was like, that didn't work out because so many things along the way, so many systems and structures were being affected. And so Mm -hmm. it is about government and it's really extra about government because it's so related to the U S Pluto return. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, I always feel like a little like ballsy saying this, but I'm always like, like th- within our lifetime, within a very short amount of time, like our government will not look the same. Like our, even our presidency, I don't think will look the same. And that's going to really be expedited. You know, love that Aquarius is right after Capricorn because it's like the revolution. It's not the final solution, but it's like, now we got to innovate and figure this out. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it feels like that sort of, I mean, again, like I don't watch the news as much as I should I actually don't watch it at all, but <laughs> As you can tell by listening to this, but, no, but like, I mean, we're not helping each other. <laughs> I know, but like little things that I do hear from like, you know, when I go to my parents' house, they have the news on and I'll like catch little things like, you know, here and there, but it just, it does feel like there's just like, and of course, like, and that's part of it, right? The media is always making things so much bigger and it's, it's all about like fearing, you know? And so that's like the stuff, like, I don't really want to play into, um, which is why like I've, I've taken a step back from that. But it does feel like this sort of like pressure cooker, right? Like on the world, like all these things are happening in all these places. And it's just, it's really interesting. Like I was, again, like I'm not well-versed with everything that's going on on the other side of the world, but like even the things like watching tennis and they're not showing the Russian flag. And I was like, why does everybody, why does all the other countries have a flag, but not Russia? You know what I mean? And then it's like, for me, I'm like, but that's like that, just that person being from Russia, why do they get their flag removed from their name next to, it's just like, it's really interesting and and kind of odd to me, I guess. Um, But just like little things like that, right? Like noticing things that are like changing and I don't know, just from my limited perspective of like what's happening. It's just very interesting. But that's, it's big picture stuff, right? And it's hard to make that feel applicable day to day, but it will wind up. It's like, it's down the road, how that affects Mm -hmm. us day to day. Like literally it's not like unlikely that, I mean, things in your life will change over the next year, but like the next year in and of itself, like your day to day, maybe no different, even though we're having these massive transformations for a lot of people, it'll affect them on a personal level, especially if it's like affecting personal planets, but like the what's changing on the collective is this real ripple effect that won't like hit, you know, you on a personal level necessarily, um, 
unless you're like really wrapped up in the news and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even things like, and I don't know if this would have a play of like Pluto and Capricorn and retrograde and stuff like that, but like even things in, in the U S like with abortion laws and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, that was like a big last summer, I think when it was really moving through, but it's still like affecting, you know I mean? Like I'm a woman living in Texas where like abortions are not accessible to me. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. it is big picture things. And like, I have no intention of getting pregnant within the next year, but you know what I mean? Like shit happens, yeah. life happens sometimes. And it's like those things like kind of like facing exactly. you with those systems need to change. Right. And it's like that part of it, like where that's like a specific topic that I do feel heated about. So then I'm like, okay, maybe I do need to get into politics a little bit just so like I have like some like, you know, basis behind my yeah. my fire for like that specific topic. But there's so many other little things like that. I think that, like you said, yeah, it's not, it's like big picture things, but when you really distill it down, like can definitely impact our, our daily, daily lives. But those, those things like abortions for you and for a lot of people, but like there's so many many big decisions happening that are really fiery or triggering for certain people. And the way it's happening is all of those things are highlighting systems and structures that aren't working. Right. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, like all of those things, it doesn't really matter what side of the coin you're on. It's very blatantly obvious that like the current systems and structures don't support what we need. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that's what is true. And that's what this is like showing us. It's not so solution oriented, which is wildly frustrating because of course we want solutions, but it's like everything is being like exposed right now where it's like, wow, what the fuck? This is not like, this is not working, whatever your beliefs are. Right. Like that's kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no one's happy. (laughs) No, I know. And and that's the thing. Like I I know. And that's part of why I like distance myself from it too. Cause it's like, the thing is nobody listens. Right. And it's like, we can all talk and everybody has an opinion, but like one side's not listening to the other side and vice versa. And it's like, you're not going to find any solutions from not listening to somebody else. Right. We have to have compassion. We have to like have a base of like understanding, even if I don't agree with you, I can still like sit here and listen to what you're saying. And this is now turning into like a political thing, but like, (laughs) but that's what this is because also I see Pluto and Capricorn and this like end of the Pluto return for the U S. So this isn't going to be just like June, like this is the start of it, June 11th, but like going through like this is a long transit through the beginning of 2024 mm-hmm. which is an election year I learned <laughs> yeah <laughs> next year um <laughs> what I was gonna say though is it's going to continue to highlight and you said this like this side for that that side who don't Aquarius it does not have this side and that side it's not two sides of a coin mm-hmm. it's like we all have like it, it's you know all of the grace, right? There is, and Pluto and Capricorn is going to highlight, unfortunately, probably in the worst way, like that the two sides is not like a thing either because no one actually even aligns with their side either, even though Mm -hmm. none of them agree, right? Like that's part of it. And that's part of the system that will kind of like crumble. Like there's no one that actually like aligns with just Democrat or just Republican at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like energetically, if you're looking at the extremes of both sides, it's still the same energy. You're putting out Mm -hmm. the same energy. You're just fighting against the other person and for different things. And it's just, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's going to show how that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, so this last little, like, and like, literally when you said this is the last time we'll see Pluto and Capricorn, like in our lifetimes, I know for some reason it like gave me chills. I was like, well, like this is like, I mean, it's big, right? Like Pluto moves so slowly, but so is this going to be like, do you see this last few months of just being like, like really, like you said, exposing like all of this like shit within the government and stuff. And then we're moving into that Aquarius. That's sort of like rebuilding. Yeah. Like it's not 
okay, closing this chapter and then opening this one. It's not going to feel like that. Like it would honestly be nice, right? It'd be like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> we did that last mm-hmm. couple of years and we're good, but it's not going to feel like that. It's just, it. I, I do think the next several months will be challenging um, on a collective level. And again, some of it, some of us may not be even affected by it at all. If we're just like happily living our lives, like doing our own thing, that's, you know, is what it is. But like with Pluto, it's still going to be a slow churn. But if you're paying attention and it doesn't even have to be necessarily to the news, like whatever way you're paying attention, even if it's just like living your life, walking down the street, there will be like kind of more and more little things that come up where you're like noticing, wow, that that doesn't work. Or that came up a year ago and like, wow, it's still not like fixed or it's still an issue. Um, Because truly most of the conversations like we are having on a collective level are not new at all. Like we've been there so many freaking times. We've disagreed so many times. And it's like that final, there'll be like that final straw is what it feels like. Um, That kind of like really makes things feel like it's, it's still like, so Pluto is like Phoenix rising from the ashes. Like we're still creating the ashes, Mm. Mm -hmm. but like by the end of this year, moving into 2024, I would say even 2024 a little bit, it's still like burning it down kind of thing. And so things have to be like more and more exposed in order to feel that. Mm. Also on top of that, the South node has been in Scorpio, which is Plutonian by nature is being like exposing these kind of like deep truths, right? These kind of like taboo things we don't want to talk about, these corrupt things we don't want to talk about. And that's also leaving Scorpio, right? Um, During this time, during the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Final degrees there too. Yeah. And so I, I don't know why I thought the nodes moved to Aries and Leah or Libra next year, but I was like, I was looking through and I was like, whoa, so is it like just like retrograding then it's moving back into Taurus? So yeah, because you're probably thinking about the eclipses. Um, so the yeah, so and we've already had an Aries Libra eclipse with the nodes in Taurus and Scorpio because yeah, of yeah, April. Right. And so what's gonna happen is then basically the flip side of that, they're gonna the nodes are gonna be in Aries and Libra, but the eclipses are gonna happen in Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus, Scorpio. Got it. Because it's gonna be mm-hmm. early late degrees, and then they will move far enough into Aries and Libra in 2024 where it's purely Aries and Libra eclipses. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, so that, that Aries and Libra new moon that we had was so intense for me. Cause like, and it was 29 degrees of my, cause I'm 29 degrees Aries, uh, for my North node. So when I saw like, cause I did see, it was, as I was like playing this, I was like, Whoa, the Pluto is going to be like squaring that at 29 degrees. I'm like, Holy shit. What am I in for? Because that was so intense, like, like so intense. But I'm like, I'm putting in place all of these practices like breath work and EFT tapping. Like I'm really trying to like, just for, you know, not just for like this transit, but like, just like in general. Right. Um, because it was interesting. I like talked about this on the podcast, but like, I have been pretty emotionally neutral, like since I quit drinking, but like that, like launching, like the, the intensity of that emotion, like really rocked me. Cause I was like, I used to live there all the time, but like, since I've been so neutral now, it felt so much harder because I haven't lived there in so long. So it's really, yeah. So there's like, not like to fear it, but I'm just like preparing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and it, it, 
it may be nothing, right? But yeah. having those practices in place really is one of the most important things. And I think that's what so much of like all this Taurus energy is highlighting right now is just like finding that stability within yourself, finding that safety and security within yourself and having those tools and those resources within yourself to be able to move through challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, okay. So then on the, on the same day, okay. So this is still in gate 60, which we talked about, I think in the very first, the very first, um, transit episode that recorded, but Mercury is also moving into Gemini on the same day. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. And you know, Mercury, just like the sun changes signs just about every month. So this is, you know, a, a transit that happens every year, um, but it does happen on the same day. Mercury under Gemini and Mercury loves Gemini, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mercury, um, you know, is the planet of communication. Gemini wants to talk, right? And so this is another like, I don't know, I kind of like fun summer transit, in my opinion. Um, in general, it's, you know, where we're more like quick quick-witted and like we want this like variety of life and we're more like interested in being mentally stimulated as well maybe we can have better conversations and we can hear each other more um but maybe we'll talk too much um it's it's both of those it, it's also like gemini it's like it's, gemini sometimes gets a bad reputation right but like it really is it's like the twins and so you can see multiple perspectives with gemini and with mercury here which is ruling our mind i actually think this is a great support for the other energies because there may be an opportunity for seeing multiple perspectives on something and being open to communicating about them in an easier way. Mm-hmm. As long as yeah. you also listen. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Gemini. And I, that's something I've noticed is they do like, it's like, it's, they sort of like are a little bit of a shit stir because like they're, they're not attached so much like either side, yeah. right? Like, cause they can see both sides and they want you to see both sides. And like, that's yeah. at least the way I've learned to like perceive and experience Gemini energy. So it doesn't bother me. Like now that I know that right before I would be like, ah, but like now I have so much in my household, I have so much Gemini energy. So like I'm just like, so used to it. Um, but it is going to be in gate 20. Um, when it, when it on the 11th and gate 20 is the gate of the now. So it's like really being present within that. And it's also trying Pluto. So how is this like going to play into the whole like Pluto retrograde on that day? I know like Pluto is <laughs> Pluto's like touching yeah. everything. I feel like right now <laughs> it is. And that's why I think like, okay, of course, again, all of us are going through our own stuff, but it says so much more about like this collective ending and beginning sort of. Um, and because like, it, it, it's kind of, kind of what I was saying, like with all of this system structures, like people disagreeing, people being on different sides, like all of these things like crumbling, I really do hope that the trine, which is supportive, harmonious, easier does allow us to communicate those better does allow us to see multiple perspectives. I think it can, um, but it can also be, you know, Gemini, you know, it has a low road too, right? It, it, it may not see all the perspectives, um, and they may not listen. It may be speak, 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 speak. Right. Yeah. So that always makes me think of the open throat in human design. You just like talk and you don't even know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah. It's like that, but I, 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 it's, it's supportive for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover on this Pluto Capricorn? I know it's a big one. Um, no, I feel like we'll probably keep talking about it in like future mm-hmm. episodes because it, it, it is the, the start of it. Um, yeah. And we do mm-hmm. have those kind of like more major aspects this July with the North Node and then um, in October with the 27 degrees Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just like 
keeping myself accountable right now. I'm going to do like one monthly check-in on like the government and see what the hell's going on with the world. So like next month. <laughs> you know what I do sometimes? I Because again, I don't watch the news, but I will. And maybe it's once a month, maybe not. Maybe it's less. Um, I'll literally go on a Google, which mm. I don't even use Google usually that often, <laughs> but I'll literally go on a Google and type in news. And I'm like, yeah. to see like what it's like, not my, it's not even necessarily always major headlines, but it's like, wow. Okay. These have, there's like multiple topics of this headline or something mm-hmm. like, and it's just like always interesting to like, see, cause it's like still it's you, you'll find that you're like weirdly aware of certain things. You're just not like sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, do you listen to the astrology podcast ever with Chris Brennan? Oh my, I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I, I just like, so he does like a monthly, like astrology forecast and like talks or, and then, and then a reflection, right. And talking Mm -hmm. about all of like the previous months. And I used to listen to it all the time, but I just like, they're like four hour episodes. And I just like, right now, like (laughs) I have so many calls that I'm constantly catching up on and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't have the like bandwidth right now to listen to it, but maybe I will listen to that recap as we're like moving into the next one. So at least I'm aware, (laughs) but that was like sort of my like monthly dose of the news and astrology. That's yes. That's how I get my news as well is like through other people like sharing it in a different way. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then we're going to move into the 21st. We move into cancer. The sun moves into yeah. cancer. cancer season, cancer season. I love cancer. It's just like my son's a cancer. He's July 1st. So he's got like that little sweet side to him, but he's also got the other side, you know? And I think that yeah. that was like really when I started like learning astrology and like, cause my mom's cancer as well. Right. And like understanding that there's that nourishing piece, but then there is that like really cold part to it, you know, that can appear. And that was always, that was always interesting because like you always hear like cancer, the nurturer. And then like, it's like almost end of conversation. Right. But there's mm-hmm. so much more to cancer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Cancer. I mean, I'm like, yeah, they all just get like such an interesting reputation. And it, it is the nurture. It is the, the mother in a way, but also, yeah, cancer is like the crab. There's like that shell and there is a hard shell and like cancers. Yeah, sure. They're like emotional and they do cry, but like it actually like cancers usually have quite a hard shell emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's like maybe your moon sign, it's like a little bit different, but there, there really is that hard shell and they're don't take this the wrong way, cancers, but you already know this, but like the moodiness, right? <laughs> like so moody, like talk about that emotional wave, right? Like they have all of the emotional waves and like that's that's part of it. And that's part of the reason they like close up because we don't really live in like a society that like allows that to express in a way that like we know how to handle. Mm-hmm. I know someone who's a cancer moon, a cancer sun and a Capricorn moon and literally no emotions. I'm like, what? What is wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so that's like, so confusing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the, yeah. I can, the nourishing part I can see because they take care of the people around them in a very practical, like I will provide this for you sort of way. But as far as like the emotional capacity, it's just like different. Of course, like I'm Leo Moon, so like for me, I'm just so fucking dramatic that I'm like I don't understand. Like Capricorn Moons always throw me because I'm like, how do you not feel? But it's not that they don't feel. I know. I'm just like one yeah. day I will wrap my brain around the Capricorn Moon, but it still is just in another land for me. <laughs> yeah. Like to bring it back down to earth, like you understand it in your head, but you really exactly. don't understand it in your body. Yeah. Yeah. My totally. body doesn't get it. My body's just like, no, this is not how you experience emotions. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, but, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. But the sun is in gate 15, which is the gate of the extremes, which we talked about that. And that's so like resonant. Yeah. I mean, that's like exactly what you're describing, right? So it's nourishing, but it's the car- the hard shell and it's like extremes of both worlds, like within this, within this energy. So Yeah. 
cancer. <laughs> yeah. And another, uh, honestly, it's, I like it for summer as well. Cancer the mm. crab. Um, yeah. Mercury will enter cancer as well. So just kind of more cancer energy uh, towards the end of June. Yeah. I have on the 24th, uh, Jupiter is square the moon. Um, and then this is the day that the North node. So anybody out there who was getting a little bit of reprieve from that 30, 60 channel of mutation that has been pressuring us, especially all those non-sacral beings, I apologize, but the North node is going into gate three, activating that again for the collective. So collectively, we're going to have the sacral and the root center completely active for the time that the North node is in gate three. Um, so that can be intense. I know I've heard people, I've even heard generators who are just like, one is like having that root pressure on them. It's mm -hmm. just like causing that burnout as well. So we're moving through that. Um, and then Jupiter, <clears throat> Jupiter, um, square the moon and the moon moves really quickly. But the reason why I kind of want to bring this up is Jupiter is moving into, it'll be in gate 24, which is the gate okay. of basically like addiction in the mind. And it's sort of like moving back through all these, like it's, it, it, it can be addictive because it's like kind of like cycling back through all those things and making sense of memories. Um, and so of course, like Jupiter being expansive, it's just like really expanding on that. So that'll be fun. Yeah. That's interesting. That's where <laughs> that's my unconscious mercury. So gate 24. Yeah. Okay. How does that feel for you? More. I need to think about yeah. that more. How, like, yeah, it would be like the you... way your body communicates, right? So it would be like, I mean, I guess like more. So when you think about like being on the conscious side, it's like like you can think like physical addictions, right? Um, yeah. Part, or, or like manifestations of addictions. And then mm -hmm. your body is going to be more the physical manifestation of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking about it. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it does make, yeah, I, I haven't thought about it in that way. Um, it makes sense because like, that's where like any form of addiction that I've had would lie, like in terms in of, yeah, like mm -hmm. in terms of like eating, working out that type of stuff, like that's where my like obsessions come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sure. sense. Yeah. I have my unconscious moon in gate 24. Okay. So it's like my body, yeah. it's, it's sort of the same thing, right? Like in my, my body has always been, it's been, I mean, you know, alcohol and things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because it's found in the mind, right? Gate that's 24 why, like, is that's, in your mind. That's yeah. It's a funny one. Yeah. But it's all connected, right? Cause our mind affects our emotions and our emotions affect our mind and vice versa. And it's this whole cycle of just like feeding off of each other. So it's like your mind might be cycling through all these things, but then it's pulling it into your body because then your body's feeling the anxiety and the depression and like all the things that are coming from those thought processes. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they're all like, so like gut brain connection. I mean, it's all, it's massive. You know what it makes me think of too, is like, I am someone who will like, re like, like really repetitive thoughts as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's like that addictive thought, like where I will cycle that over and over and over again. And that's, yeah. I feel like how it shows up too. Yeah. And that makes sense because Mercury is the mind, right? The logical yeah. mind and that gate being in the mind. And it's like you're unconsciously, the body is also, it's not just your physical vessel, but it's also your subconscious and unconscious. Yeah. And so if you're like cycling through those thoughts, it's almost like it's hard to like break those patterns because it's just like happening on autopilot. And you're like, whoa, wait, I've just like had the same thought for like the last five hours. Like when does it end? Mm -hmm. So I can definitely exactly. see that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's an interesting gate. I mean, everything has its highs and its lows. I just like, for some reason for me, I think within, you know, my process to that addiction piece of it has been really prominent and it's, yeah. and it's, we have to move through the lows and understand all of it to find the higher expression of it. Um, and then the last one that I have here is the 27th. Well, you talked about it. So 
I have, so, okay. I don't know if this is incorrect. So I have written down that the 27th, the Pluto squares the North node, but this also says, so I, I get my transits. I have one of those like, um, books or whatever, but yeah. then it says, it also says that the North node is in Aries and it's not in Aries on the, on the 27th. Okay. So, here, let me get mine up too. Just to, okay. We're in 2023, right? Yeah. So <laughs> the North node moves into Aries in July. Um, on uh, yeah. July 7th. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. That's still zero degrees on July 18th mm-hmm. is when the North node moves into Aries on July 17th. It's still in Taurus. Okay. But it is square Pluto. Um, and then, yeah. So Pluto, the exact square, um, happens. So it's just beginning like the transiting square here, but it's not direct. Yeah. The exact mm-hmm. square, um, will be, July 29th through August 5th. Okay. 4th. It'll be that week that it'll be the exact square uh, to the no- to the nodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at, what am I looking at? <laughs> my gosh. I'm sorry. You can cut that out. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. <laughs> I swear. I, my, here we go. The North node. July 2023. Here we go. North Node's in Taurus in June, 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 June. North Node. What did I say? North Node moves into Aries on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's there we go. July 13th. July 13th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but same thing with that square. Like it's not exact until end of July, beginning of August. Okay. It's the exact square. Okay. So we can, we can talk about that then for July's. We'll yeah. just it'll just be like we've just been sort of like feeling the revving up to it. Yeah, and like both of them, I mean Pluto's extra slow moving, right? Mm-hmm. And the nodes are are fairly slow moving. So there is like that build up. Like even now, today on you know, May 31st. Yeah, it's still they're square, only yeah, right? like mm-hmm. y- yeah, they're squ- mm-hmm. square. They're it's a two-degree orb right now. Yeah. So it is square, and that's been part of, you know. Some of that like grand cross that we've experienced, but like, it's just that exactness is over the summer. Yeah. I'm going to write to the people who created this book because they literally put the 27th because like, because I was looking at it and the reason it caught my attention is because it said Aries at, at 29 degrees. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. That's my North node. That's not accurate. Um, and then I went and pulled it up in my, in my software and it is not accurate. So interesting. Okay. I was like, I can check my, my research. No, it's too. Okay. Yeah, it's 100% not accurate, but they put it in here. So let them know. <laughs> I will let them know. <laughs> but okay, well, we'll get into that one next month. But is there anything else for the month of June that we like didn't cover or that you just want to share for anyone then listening? Um, yeah. So let me make yeah. So Saturn also stations retrograde. Mm. Um, similar to all of the other outer planets, not like the end of the world and that it spends a lot of time in retrograde. Um, and it's in retrograde in Pisces the whole time. Like when Saturn moved into Aquarius a couple years ago, we had kind of a Pluto situation where it went back and forth between Aqu- Aquarius and Capricorn. When Saturn moved into Pisces in March, it was like solid where we're, we're going to be in Pisces the whole time. So it's just, you know, it is a retrograde period and it will be retrograde literally until November. Um, Mm. So any, you know, kind of lessons that have come up for you since March 
2023, like since the last, like that's going to be kind of what's revisited wherever that Saturn and Pisces is in, in your chart um, a little bit. And then it'll station direct in, in November, but it's just like a slowdown around some of those lessons um, in general. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Neptune going retrograde. Yeah. At the, the at the end of the month. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think the very yeah last day of June, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be, um, And so this, like all of this is really common, like the latter half of the year is when we have most of the outer planets retrograde. Um, And so it's like, kind of like, usually like March, April is when we have a lot of direct energy, which is great for Aries season. Usually it's like all this directness and like, then it's like, okay, let's like slow down kind of the second half of the year. And like in the Northern hemisphere, it always makes sense to me because it's like in the fall, it's kind of this like shedding. Um, But yeah, so Neptune will also station retrograde. It's been in Pisces for freaking forever, but Mm -hmm. again, Again, kind of like the last several months, it's going to revisit some of those themes. Um, and Neptune being in Pisces, like speaking of addiction, like if you have, you know, kind of started to heal from any addictions, it is mm-hmm. a time that you are prone to move backwards in that as well. So that's something to be aware of, but it's also a real good opportunity to tap into those spiritual practices and lean on those as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely felt a little bit of that pull back mm-hmm. in Pisces season. Um Plus like my Jupiter's in Pisces. So I feel like it's always like a little bit there. I don't know. There's just like little things. Like I was walking past, like uh, there was these two girls like outside, like having like a bottle of wine like two days ago. And there was a part of me that was like, Ooh, I missed that. You know, I was like, no, I feel so much better. Like I'm good, but well, it's, like it's what? Just... Not that this, but like, and what do you miss from that? Is it like you miss well, like you yeah? Know? That's literally where my mind went. I was like, uh-huh. okay, what is it that I miss? I miss being social because like right now I'm so heads down in my business that like uh-huh. literally like I have zero social life, like nothing. And so yeah. that's what I was like. I miss that connection. I miss being social. But there's something about the tie of alcohol to that, right? Where it's like. I went um, to Austin for my birthday and I was literally like, I, I went with a friend and we like spent my birthday. I mean, we just like talked about astrology and human design and it was so beautiful. But for some reason there was a disconnect between like that being fun versus drinking being fun. Right. And then I was yeah. like, wait, but I had so much fun and there was no alcohol involved. So it's just like reframing that. Like I don't have to have the alcohol to like, ha- mm-hmm. like that was so much deeper of a connection than I would have had, had I like gone out and gotten drunk. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it is that. I love that. That is definitely where my mind went to. I was just like, what is the thing that I actually miss? Because it's not the drink. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, thank you so much. This will be out tomorrow. So we're recording this on Wednesday. It'll be out on Thursday. So everybody will have the full month. And of course, Perfect is coming out on June 1st. So you're going to have the entire month um, on the first of the month. So thank you so much. On a very expansive day. Yeah. Jupiter and the North Node. Yep. I know it'll be, it'll be good. It's felt good. I don't know. It's been interesting, (laughs) but all right. I will talk to you soon and I'll have everything in the show notes, um, for everybody to find you and all the good stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Bye.